Welcome back to the Fun Size Podcast, where we talk about all things petite. I've got five questions from my followers, and I'm super pumped to share my answers with all of you, so I'm just going to dive right on into this episode. So the first question I got was, what are some carbs to add on higher carb days or on days where I just can't get enough carbs? Okay, I hear you, girl. It's so funny how on normal days, I don't seem to have a problem reaching my carbs, but when it comes to a high carb day, I'm actually like, ah, oh, shit, I have so many carbs left. What do I do? And this usually happens when I'm overthinking it, when I'm just like trying too hard to not be a selfish asshole and just eat all the carbs and cookies and things out there. But um, really what it comes down to is that there are two major options here. So the first is to just have more of the carbs you're already having on your normal days. So, So that might look like Instead of having 35 grams of oatmeal, you have 45 grams and maybe 20 more grams of fruit. And then later on in the day, instead of having 120 grams of rice, you have 160 grams of rice. Really, it's just increasing what you already have rather than adding different types of food or changing your meal altogether. The second option is to replace some of your normal meals with more carb-dense options. Like instead of your typical portion of oatmeal in the morning that has 34 grams of carbs, maybe, who knows, um, maybe you have a big bowl of cereal and that has 54 grams of carbs. And then maybe for lunch or dinner, you get two rolls of like a basic clean sushi and then most of your other meals would just look as normal. Um, Or... There is a third option, which is you could kind of do like a hybrid of both of these where you're doing both where so like maybe one meal you change uh, completely uh, and then the other meals you just kind of increase the carb amount at those meals in order to reach that high carb goal that you have. As far as carb sources go, there are really so many. And I think this is, again, where we kind of like overthink it. And we're just like, well, what do I do? Um, But things like oatmeal and fruit, rice cakes, rice, potatoes, beans, pancake mix to make pancakes, waffles, or muffins. You really can do so much with it. Sushi is always a great option. Wraps or tortillas. Uh, Speaking of which, if you haven't already, go check out my fun-sized recipe library where you can find my mini pizza recipe on these low-carb wraps or my tortilla chip recipe, which would be great options to have on high-carb day. And you'll probably satisfy some of those cravings that you might have while you're at it as well. So plenty of carb meals are in that recipe library as well as proteins and fats because, well, hashtag balance. Question number two is, if I accidentally went slightly over on fats and protein, should I still reach my carbs? This is a great question. This is, of course, it just totally depends on your goal. And I know this person personally, and I know that she's trying to shed some body fat right now, and therefore she will want to make sure that she stays in a calorie deficit. With that being the case, I would say don't reach your carbs that day because that will put you over on calories. 
Instead, try to meet your daily calories for the day. Um, That way you stay at your calorie goal. Your macros are going to be slightly off. However, if you're consistent most of the time on like all the other days, you're going to be fine. One day is not going to ruin all your progress, especially if you keep those um, calories where they need to be. So don't try to make up for this the next day by having more carbs and less protein and fats the next day. That's, I mean, we don't need to do that here. Just go back to hitting them as normal and everything will be normal. And the same goes for if you went over on carbs instead of protein and fats, just try to meet your calorie goal for the day. And of course, I totally understand that accidents do happen and you might have entered your food and realized it wasn't the right entry or it wasn't the right quantity that you actually ate. And that's what might have thrown you over on those proteins and fats that day. But no matter what, I just want you to really just remember that you are not a fuck up because you messed up on a meal or two here and there. Like, That's not the goal of macro counting. It's not to show you where you're messing up. I mean, it kind of is, but it's it's meant to show you just about every other day I replaced one of the sodas with something else that was sweet or bubbly. So I've been doing those um, crystal light water enhancers or sparkling water, which means I was still doing a soda every other day. And eventually I knocked that back to two sodas a week because it was like, okay, if I can do this every other day, maybe I could do it every, like I could do two days and one day. And then like, I just slowly kind of weaned myself off. So now I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, I'll have it twice a week. You know, if I'm about to open that can and it's the third time that week, I'm like, okay, no, I made a promise to myself that I'm not going to do that. So put it back in the drawer, grab a bubbly, get something else instead. So there's that. Um, and eventually what I want to do is I want to knock it down to once a week, um, just on the weekends or just on special occasions when I have like a mixed drink or something like that. To be fair, those crystal light packets and those little squeeze enhancer things, they are also filled with chemicals. However, (laughs) you'll be putting that into your water And eventually you can wean yourself off from those as well. And it's going to be much, much, much easier because it's just water, if that makes any sense, right? Like you just do less and less, but you still have the same substance. Um, So it's just easier to wean yourself off of those. So those aren't the answer. I wouldn't say like, oh, just stockpile up on those um, flavor enhancers. And I mean, he knows just as well as I do that the diet soda is just as bad for you as regular soda. So, and it's meant to help you learn from these experiences. So these sort of times are really, really good learning opportunities. So if you do mess up and you have that accident where you slightly went over on one, you're way under on another, it's an accident and you can learn from it and give yourself some grace and just plan out the next day and get right back on it. That's all. The third question is, I think I'm addicted to diet soda. How do I stop? And oh my God, I feel this so hard right now. So personal story here. I have never really ever been a big soda drinker. Every now and then I'd have a diet soda at a party or with a mixed drink, but I would never really buy a pack and just have it at home 
Like that wasn't me. Um, but ever since moving in with my boyfriend, he pretty much always has some on hand in the house. And even if he doesn't drink it every day, there's still some in the house just in case whenever that moment is needed. Um, so he usually gets a diet Coke or diet squirt. And if you grew up on the East Coast like me, you probably have no idea what squirt is um, because I definitely didn't know what it was. I've never heard of it, never seen it. Uh, not until June of last year when I came out to Las Vegas for the first time. But apparently it's a West Coast thing. Um, it's a clear soda, so it's kind of like a Sprite, but it claims to be grapefruit flavored, which I don't really feel that it is because it's just like, it's super sweet and it's really good and refreshing. Whereas when I think of grapefruit, I think of like sour and not so sweet. So and not traditional grapefruit, but tastes really good. I have been enjoying it, enjoying it a lot. And since I've been out here, living out here, I definitely have been enjoying them a lot more than I normally would ever have diet soda. And I got to the point where I was having one a day and I was just like, okay, this needs to stop before it gets any worse and any more out of control. That's just definitely been helping a lot. And actually in the last two weeks or so, it's been super great because they're out of stock in the grocery stores for some reason. And we currently don't have any in the house. So I'm not about to like run out to the store and go get some every time I have this like craving for it. I'm just like, oh, bummer. There's none there. Okay, let's have some water instead. So I actually really like that we don't have it in the house because that's really helping me a lot. So do yourself a favor and do your family a favor by stop buying it. Um, you'll be more likely to portion it out every few days or so like I have um, when you don't have an infinite amount of the soda and also you're just less likely to go out of your way to go buy it. And so I know this could be really hard sometimes when you have someone in your household, like your kids or your husband who wants it and needs it for some reason. <laughs> I mean, we all need it, right? But explaining your needs and how it's not good for them either might help them realize too and just get them on the same page and kind of in your headspace. Because, I mean, when you just say like, don't buy any soda or I'm not going to buy any soda, that doesn't really help get the point across, right? Like you need to go further and dive deeper and explain to them why it is that you want to stop. Like what's, what is your deep down issue? Are you afraid of, you know, having bad health in the future? Or are you running a marathon and you think that those diet sodas aren't quite helping you? Um, whatever it is, you got to voice your opinion. Number four is Intermittent fasting, yes or no? <laughs> okay, so I hate that the dieting community takes a really good thing and then makes it into a really bad one by just saying that this is the holy grail and yada, yada, yada. So fasting, to be clear, has its perks and its benefits when done in the right way and done infrequently. But doing it every single day, like this whole intermittent fasting craze wants you to do, I think it's just super detrimental and 
doing it for weight loss is a hell of a lot worse. You're going to inflict a lot of issues and mental issues and a poor relationship with health. And I just don't feel that it's the best. Fasting for health is good and great. And it definitely, like I said, has its perks, but most people get health and weight loss confused. Health and weight loss are not always the same thing. It can be for a certain demographic of people, but for most of us out there, they're two different things. So I hardly ever recommend intermittent fasting to anyone, just period. But especially petite women who want to tone up because when you skip meals, your body thinks there is not a readily available source of fuel, so it does everything it can to slow your metabolism down to prolong your life and keep you safe. The problem is most petites already have a slower metabolism, so slowing it down even more only encourages your body to store more body fat when you do eventually provide it with food because you will eventually have to. You can't live without food. So basically, safe to say here, intermittent fasting for weight loss is a no in my book. And lastly, question number five, any suggestions for a steamer appliance for cooking vegetables? For me, when it comes to steaming vegetables, I usually just fill a pot with about two to three inches of water, put the veggies in, throw a lid on, and cook on high until those vegetables are tender when you can pierce it with a fork and it's nice and got that good texture and consistency. This works great for green beans, broccoli, asparagus, and even Brussels sprouts. But if you're looking for an actual appliance, I would definitely get something that does multiple styles of cooking like the Instapot does um, because it has a variety of different ways that you can cook things and then you won't have six different appliances for every different style of cooking. Like right now for me, we have Instapot, a slow cooker, and an air fryer. And I'm like, we really don't need the slow cooker and the air fryer because now we have the Instapot. Um, There is literally so much you can do with the Instapot. It's amazing from steaming vegetables to slow cooking, obviously pressure cooking, rice cooking. um, And like I said, there's even a fancy lid attachment to make it into an air fryer. I learned this via one of my clients and she said it's great. So that's something I would get if I didn't have an air fryer. But then I'm just saying, there's so much you can do with the Instapot. um, And I will put a link to the Instapot and the air fryer top in the show notes if you're interested in that. And that basically wraps up the episode, you guys. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer on the next Q&A podcast episode, email me at kirstensafeli at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please message me on Instagram and let me know. Getting feedback from you guys really helps me create new and better content for you. So thanks again for listening. I will catch you in the next episode. Did you know that there is a path of least resistance to shedding unwanted body fat and building lean muscle with a lot less stress and frustration than you probably currently already have? Girl, I totally get that and I've been there and there's been so many coaches and programs that have claimed that they could help me but they never really did and I didn't know why. 
I always tried to fit myself into those programs and those styles of eating and training that seemed to work for everybody else, but never worked for me. And I finally realized that the reason it wasn't working for me was because I was way shorter than the average person that those programs were made for. I'm five feet tall exactly. And I wasn't truly training and eating in a way that aligned with my own body. You see, height plays a role into how many calories we need, how many calories we burn, how much we can safely lift and realistically lift, and our height has a profounding impact on how much we believe in ourselves. So if you are ready to fully accept your short height and let go of those standard programs created for an average-sized person and let go of your self-sabotaging patterns to find ease in your healthy lifestyle, then you absolutely need, need, need to apply for my one-on-one coaching program for women under 5'3". What I have found after going through my own personal fitness journey, going from just an average plain Jane short girl to bikini competition champion and published swimsuit model, and naturally recovering from exercise-induced amenorrhea, and also working with so many petite women over the years in the online space, I found that there are three levels of accountability that we need throughout our health and fitness journeys. From absolute beginner to busy babe, absolutely tired of trying to figure this all out on her own, to advanced macro-counting fitness junkie who just wants to touch base from time to time, there's absolutely a level of accountability and strategy for every type of short girl out there. So open your web browser and go to funsize.life slash coaching to figure out which one of my programs is best for you to live a healthy lifestyle that's customized just for you. People always ask me what my favorite protein powder supplement is, and it is without a doubt one way by Kodiak Sups in Vanilla Cupcake. First off, it tastes amazing. But secondly, I like this protein powder because it does not have a huge list of artificial and chemical ingredients that I just simply can't pronounce, which I believe is the reason why this particular protein powder doesn't make me feel gassy and bloated like the rest of the protein products normally do. It literally only has seven ingredients, 100 calories, 25 grams of protein, less than one gram of carb, and absolutely no fat. I've been recommending this one for quite a while now, but I'm so excited to tell you guys that I've become a rep for Campus Protein because they carry this specific product for $17 less than the Kodiak website does. And now you all can get 10 more percent off your entire order by using my fun sized code at checkout. And that's important because wait till you see how many other fun products Campus Protein carries. They have a variety of proteins, including ISO 100 fruity pebbles, no joke. They also have cocoa pebbles. Um, they have Quest protein chips, amino energy for during your workouts, nuts and more, high protein peanut butter, a new gut health supplement that I'm dying to try. And they also carry the Sweet Set Sweet Sweat product I've talked about on this podcast a few times now and so much more. 
The thing I like about this company is that they are a supplement distributor, so they have a variety of different brands to choose from. So just go to campusprotein.com to check it out and use my code FUNSIZED at checkout.